this is Melinda. Thank you so much for joining Sex Gen. How are you today, Madeline? I have to talk really to you first good. before I say the rest of it. Yeah, it's okay. I'm really great. <laughs> Y'all, I'm a little bit fangirling over, or girl fanning over here. What's the word? I never used it before. Fangirling. But, yeah. yeah. And, um, and I've never really done it that much, but I was so excited to hear back from you because I absolutely love I just love your platform and um, I do and the wonderful education that you send out there. So, okay, I'll take a minute. Now I'm done. (laughs) Uh, So I asked you to come on today. You have uh, a fabulous job. And um, as a sex educator, it's one certified sex educator. It's one that is incredibly important in the community. And so and as in life in general, yes. <laughs> that community. So mm-hmm. it's very important. So I kind of want you to tell a little bit about yourself and then we'll chit chat kind of about both what we do and how that yeah. works. So I'm Madeline Gregg. I'm a certified sex educator and intimacy coach um, with the uh, American College of Sexologists International. Um, I specialize in the LGBTQIA community um, and specifically vulva owners um, and people who have vaginas um, because I think there's a lot of... um, education for people of penises. <laughs> um, and it's very easy to get um, that education for those um, people, but not so much for um, people with vaginas. Yep. Nope. I completely agree with you. And also we're not taught to seek out that. We're really not. And we're taught that um, the our partner knows more than we do. And mm-hmm. we're taught um, to, you know, the whole like society's standpoint of like be submissive and, you know, like this is how it's supposed to look in porn and stuff like that. And that's not true. Um, and I really tried to smash that society's standard. Yeah. Oh, I'm dropping your links um, and oh. <laughs> bio for sure, because I want people to, to come and enjoy your stuff and your education and your personality is awesome too. So they get the, oh, thanks. They, they, yeah, they get the full picture there. <laughs> uh, so I kind of laid out some thoughts that we might talk about. Um, I don't know kind of, but I am so like eager to hear about your clientele about what you kind of do. And, and sometimes we were talking before that you have to differentiate between um, a certified sex educator. Like I have to differentiate as a certified sex therapist. And so I jump into any of those. If you want me to be more specific than I can. I think the first thing that I'm always like very, very um, transparent about with clients and people I talk to, um, especially on the internet um, is that um, certified sex educators and intimacy coaches and pleasure coaches, um, we don't have as much training um, as a sex therapist. Um, They have masters. They have been um, training for this for years and years and years. And a lot of our education is self-education, even though we do have certificates to back ourselves up. We do have like an international institution to back ourselves up. Um, we we really strive on self-education. Um, and I think that's a really important um thing to realize. Yeah. <laughs> um, because of that, we don't work with people who have too much trauma. Um, and that's when like we refer out um that we 
we do work with couples, um, but most of our stuff is very like goal oriented. Um, you tell us our your goal. Um, for example, like I really want to have a vaginal orgasm, and I'm like, that's great. I would love for you to have a vaginal orgasm. Here is everything I know. Take this education, take this information and do with it what you will. I give people homework to do um, and they report back. And sometimes we tweak the homework and we go from there. We also work with people um, seeking out polyamory um, who are in relationship ruts or dating ruts um, because all of that is intertwined with intimacy. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Yes, it is. And I think also the self-education, though, one of the things that I have noticed, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on the podcast, is that yours is pretty spot on immaculate. Like you really do. And I don't mean that like in a weird way, like, no, you're being serious. (laughs) Is that you're like, I, cause I, I looked them up. Like I would go through some of your information and I'm like, wow, like, yes, that, that is exactly the way that you're supposed to say that, or that's yeah. exactly the way that a conversation should happen. Like you do your homework. I think the reason is because we don't have that master's degree. Most of us don't have the master's degree to back us ourselves up. So we almost feel like we have to flex in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And personally, like I sometimes feel like I'm almost inferior to um, a sex therapist just because I don't have um, that formal, formal training. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is like, I, I know what to say and you just have to believe I know what to say. Um, so that's why I always have articles. I always have, um, studies, peer reviewed studies to back myself up. And I'm probably read like five a week. Um, and I'm constantly reading books and articles and it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Okay, so I have to go, I have to digress for just a second, but I'm going to hold this thread on there because she said books. What do you think about Come As You Are? I love that book. I I have it. I haven't read it yet. Um, I'm almost about to dive into Polysecure and I'm really excited about that, but I haven't read Come As You Are. It's on my list though. Okay. It's a a great book. I use it with clients and vulva owners are like, it, it is Actually, that's how I figured out that so many of my clients did not even understand their own body or mm-hmm. how how they how it works, or that it's okay for them to, you know, want yeah. to enjoy something. Anyway. I think I first realized that when, like, I was probably in college and I was just I was in a sorority, believe it or not, <laughs> and I would just like casually talk about sex with my friends, my sorority sisters, and like they, um, a lot of them didn't didn't know, um, a lot about their own bodies and they assumed that, um, their partners or boyfriends knew more than they did. Um, and what was really interesting is I saw that also, um, on my social media platforms, like I educate towards like vulva owners Mm -hmm. and it's always, um, cisgendered men (laughs) who get on the platform and they're just like, Oh, I absolutely know what the anterior fornix is. Oh, I absolutely know what the urethral sponge is. And I'm like, Oh, did you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So explain that to me. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I, so if you figured it out in college, did you start 
like saying, okay, this is the direction that I wanted to go then? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> so the job I had before this, um, I was a, um, basically a preschool teacher for nonverbal, um, children. Aww, uh, yeah. I, um, I was getting, um, I was going to be a, um, a interpreter for ASL. Yeah. Um, and I was working with um, nonverbal um, kids, kids, a lot of autistic children mm-hmm. um, who were on the spectrum. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I got really, really, really burnt out. It's a hard position. It's so incredibly hard. It's so incredibly taxing. Um, and I, I couldn't do it anymore. Um so I kind of fell back to like something that I always just like, like talking about. <laughs> but then you um, took that skill that you learned with preschool, you know, you working with people who are nonverbal is the same. You have to be able to connect with them. Go ahead. I thought you thought about something. Go ahead. You learn how to teach really in a comprehensive way um, and really um, learn how to like target your audience, you know, because even though like these nonverbal children, I was teaching them how to read um, when a lot of people were saying that like that was never going to happen. So you have to really tweak the way that you're teaching. Um, And it's just funny that like I went from teaching (laughs) those um, kids to adults. (laughs) Yeah, I was totally different things. Yeah. <laughs> I was teaching them how, like how to eat well, um, and you know, buckle their own car seats, um, and do like a lot of ABA things, which I know um, a lot of people don't like ABA therapy anymore. Um, but at the time, in the early aughts, like that yeah. was the thing to do. Um, to now, you know, teaching adults um, how to orgasm. <laughs> I love whenever you climb out of the sheet. That's oh. <laughs> thank you I mean it's all about you know like boosting people's confidence I love it I love it it's awesome <laughs> so I think that you do you're very creative on your platforms um and you're also very very knowledgeable I have to keep coming back to that because you know you talked about a little bit about the differences so the differences are is that we work in modalities for that wide spectrum Mm-hmm. of things that could possibly come up and all different directions that can possibly go um, where like, I was a little intimidated about having you on because I know, right. It's funny that you said that. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like I was kind of intimidated. Like, no. <laughs> because, you know, it's, you have it very concise and you know, it's put together. It's incredibly, it is incredibly accurate. Like whenever I would, I would watch something, you know, I would go through and I'd be like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like she's yeah. got on so much. And so I, just so that, you know, like there's a lot of respect, the other direction too, I would hope from other therapists, because we, we definitely do a different job. And that's why I wanted yeah. to come on, you know, I think, I think it's like one, it's one way or the other, either, either like there's a lot of competition, um, especially on the platform, <laughs> um, or there's a lot of, um, community, which I really, really love, um, because it's, I mean, when you boil it down, like we are sex workers, um, and a lot of people don't like to see it like that, <laughs> um, but it's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, when it's a community, we have to team up and we have to help each other. Yeah, 
No, I um, I haven't had heard it said like that before, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's awesome that it can flow out so easily. Yeah. What kind of responses do you usually get whenever you say that? Oh, that um, sex uh, educators and sex therapists are sex workers. Yeah. Oh, some people hate it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I think that probably boils down to like Sesta Fosta and a lot of um, the censorship that people don't want to be tied into. Um, And a lot of people think that, you know, sex work is like a dirty work and it's really not when it comes down to it. Like I, I, I am a sex worker. I don't show like my asshole on the internet and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, I'm, I'm helping people have their best sexual experience. (laughs) And so are they, (laughs) we're doing the same thing. Um, and they probably charge a lot more than I do. (laughs) Right? Honestly, they have it harder. Yeah. No, and I actually did one of the podcasts that I did was with a counselor who works with sex workers. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was very, you know, it was very enlightening to hear those aspects of it too, because we are, you know, we help people have better intimacy. And and I give homework, we give different activities. So, you know, it's not like it, it's not like they, they're not coming there to learn how to feel better together. Yeah, (laughs) or how to deal with erectile dysfunction or how to deal with, you know, aging um, as a vulva owner and how that just happens so quickly. Yeah, Um, menopause, like sex after menopause is like really, really different. (laughs) It can be for people and sex after a hysterectomy, it's really, really different. Um, And just, you know, the sheer fact that we're coaching somebody through that, um, (laughs) even if we're coaching somebody through the mindset of that, that's, that's sex work. Um, And I think a lot of people just don't understand that. (laughs) No, I agree with you. I just like the way you said it because I was like, ah, I kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, Okay, so I kind of took us on a couple of different routes. Sorry, I'll do that. It's okay. <laughs> you can bring me back to anything that you want to talk about. Um, no, I kind of one of the things that I had kind of asked about um, empowerment activities, and you did say that you do some homework and and those kind of things. And so, what do you find that like kind of generates a healthier sex image? that um that works with your finding that works with clients um activities or wherever you want to go with that so it's a really really simple thought um and it's just a mindset thought of like you don't have to be your type um but you're your partner's type and you're somebody else's type um and it's actually something that my partner said to me a really really long time ago that I was um very fresh postpartum after having twins. And I was like, holy shit, I hate my body. I really like, don't like what's going on. My boobs are so saggy. Like, look at my ass. Like there's, it's just a balloon. Like, look at, I was, it was a whole thing. Um, and they just turned to me and they were like, you know what? You're just like, not your type but you need to like, understand that you're my type. And by you saying all those things that that's basically attacking my type. So stop. Um, and, and that mindset change, it works for people. Um, just thinking, yeah, just thinking that like, you know, you're, you are sexy, you're sexy to other people and you don't have to be sexy to yourself because at the end of the day, you're not having sex with yourself. 
Correct. Unless you are having sex with yourself and then. Yeah. And then you can just yeah. like imagine whatever you want. And then you can imagine. <laughs> but no yeah that's an excellent that's a that's a a really that gives them so much freedom to to be loved to let love to be present with their partner it really does and it gives a lot of like body neutrality it gives a lot of body Mm -hmm. acceptance of like you know I'm not I'm not my type I I might be overweight I might be fat I might have stretch marks I might have all those things and that's okay other people like it I don't have to like it that's fine yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's neat. Oh, I love that one. Okay. What, how does trauma usually affect that? Trauma is trauma. is a big thing. So I, I know trauma is a that. tricky subject because it has a lot to do with, um, I like to call it like big T trauma and little T trauma. Um, there's like big T trauma, which is like a sexual assault and, um, what's really, really difficult is like the type of trauma, how it affects the type of person, you know, Mm -hmm. because one person's big T trauma might be another person's little T trauma. Mm -hmm. So something that, um, like some clients have, um, issues with, with trauma is like going from having, um, responsive versus spontaneous desire. And we try to have more of a spontaneous desire versus responsive. Um, and it's just, it has a lot to do with mindset and less about emotion um, when it comes to a sex educator and um, an intimacy coach, whereas a sex therapist, it's a lot more about emotion. It's about um, talking through the trauma. I do not do that. I just say what happened. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Let's talk about this goal and how we're going to achieve it. And I think that one of the reasons why I definitely wanted you to touch on that is because I want people to feel like they can go to a sex educator mm-hmm. if they just have a specific goal, you know, yeah. like we want, we want people to accomplish goals. And if that's the case, like this is the perfect setting to be in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, not that I'm trying to say, I don't want people to come see me either, but <laughs> No, absolutely. And I do, I do refer to people, um, to sex therapists when I'm just like, you know what, you're, this is not my area expertise. I think along with me, you should also see a sex therapist, um, because I'm going to tell you the mechanics of everything. Um, I'm going to give you some homework that's targeted towards you that your sex therapist might not, but you really need to talk through these things with somebody else that is better equipped than I am. Yeah. And sometimes I think that they come in here, the flip side of that, and we work on the emotions and some of the dynamics between either the polycule or the couple or the, Mm. you know, individual, you know, so it can look very different, but then I'm like, okay, wait, we need to get some language in here. We need to get, and so I have to, you know, backtrack time some, you know, It's really interesting with like polyamory, because like, if you're starting like polyamory, you could like potentially go to either one, you could go to an intimacy coach or a sex therapist, depending on like what specifically you need. Like if your partner is having a lot of issues with um, jumping on the polyamory train (laughs) or the non-monogamy train, um, that's for a sex therapist. (laughs) If you want to know how to um, go about it with like 
ethical non-monogamy and not be a unicorn hunter um, and be respectful um, and have date ideas or have um, ideas on how specifically to conduct a threesome, I'm your girl. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think with non-monogamy and polyamory, it's really, it's, yeah, it's really interesting because you could see both um, a sex therapist. And I think that you could. Yeah. I think that it's definitely um, an area that working through, like also because people come to me and they don't think that there's going to be jealousy. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) Um, We're humans. There's jealousy and everything. (laughs) And so, um, so yeah, it's going to be there. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that doesn't mean that you're not someone who can't do, you know, this type of open or, or, um, you know, polyamory situation or whichever one that you decide that it best fits you, Mm -hmm. it fits your essence, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're monogamous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, coming from somebody who is polyamorous, um, jealousy is, it's just, it's just a part of the whole thing. (laughs) Um, and I'm a very, like, not, I'm not a very jealous person, but it just sneaks up and you have to identify like what, why you're jealous and what's your, what's your actual emotion? Because jealousy is a, it's a secondary emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not, it's not actually what it is. You're, you're sad or you're feeling left out or, um, you're angry. Um, there's a, there's a core emotion in there. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So in, in that aspect, you know, we kind of come back and forth, um, working on different stuff, um, as far as, but I do ultimately always have to go back to language. And I think that's why I refer to a lot of books and because, you know, it is hard and a lot of it's conversation that they don't want to have out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially when you're going into a polyamorous relationship, even if you're going to do solo polyamory, like these are all the conversations you have to have out loud. (laughs) It's not really an option to keep stuff um, to yourself um, Mm -hmm. because that's how things break down really, really quickly and easily. What are some healthy, since we are talking about that, what are some healthy um, educational pointers for polyamorous, um, you know, um, group, I almost said polyamorous groups, but families that come in together and they say, for me, I usually work with polycules. I don't know that, mm-hmm. but, um, but if you feel like people come in and they are going to open up their relationship or they're mm-hmm. going to explore different things, like how do you help them with the language? And, you know, direction on like how to open up. Do you work mm-hmm. with clients about that? Yeah, I say a lot of like I statements um, and a lot of I feel statements. <laughs> like it sounds familiar, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And trying not to point fingers. That's the biggest thing. Um, so if you're wanting to open up your relationship, you say, I would really like to open up our our relationship. And this is how I see it going. Um, And really lay it out there. Say like, I would like to find um, another couple to swap with, or I would like to find um, uh, somebody that um, I can date solo. um, And you're free to date whoever you want to. Just 
lay the whole thing out, like, Mm -hmm. and go down to the nitty gritty of like, I don't ever want to hear about sex or I do. I I'm your best friend and I want to hear everything about sex. Um, I, this, I kind of only want it to be a weekend thing. Um, let's just keep it to the days that start with T. Um, let's just text them, our partners, like during the work hours, um, and really, understand what your relationship's going to look like. And that's for like a couple coming in. Um, and they really need to understand if you're going to have a, um, a relationship where like the couple's going to come first um, or have more so like relationship anarchy where everybody's on the same level. Um, it's really important and that's to differentiate the two. Um, and there's no wrong way of doing it as long as everybody's consenting. And especially like your other partners are consenting to that. And they understand that either your partner's always going to come first, or you do have like relationship anarchy and everybody is on the same playing field. Yep. I think that, that and that's one of the primary ones and also how they're going to be intimate together you know yeah that's the other thing of like you know is it cool if like we sleep in our marital bed um is or is this like a kind of only a hotel thing um or do we wash the sheets in between it's really all those like really little things it's important um but those are all those really little things that I think I see such strong communication skills Mm -hmm. and in relationships that aren't quite so, you know, one-dimensional and they do not that I'm against that. I am actually monogamous and my wife and I are, but I think that it's also been a long journey, you know, and like that communication skill is, is there Mm -hmm. and, but they come in with it naturally. Like they're like, okay, we need to talk about this, 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 and this. And, you know, it was taught, it was agreed previously that, you know, this relationship could look like, you know, we could do anal plugs or we can do this, but like not, you know, um, penis vagina. And so, yeah. And even like when it comes down to toys too, you need to be really, really, um, clear on like, is it cool if like I share these toys with my partner, with my other partner, um, or are we going to do like separate things? (laughs) Are we going to do like STI testing or are we going to do a, um, you know, a schedule for that? It's. Yeah, it does. I think that, I think that it is teamwork and I think that the consent is really important and that's why the language is so important. Um, Yeah, it is. Yeah. And how do you, Okay, so that leads me to another part of it. (laughs) So whenever you start to do um, some education with someone, you know, first of all, real quick, can you differentiate between the listeners, um, for the listeners between um, a certified sex educator and an intimacy coach? Um, it's basically, I mean, it's basically what type of training you had and which like school you went to. Um, yeah. For me and a lot of like the coaches and educators I know, um, intimacy coaching um, sometimes just more so like looks like um, talking to couples um, and like less explaining things um, like an educator. Um, they're the ones that don't necessarily, I don't have my clitoris down here, um, but they don't have like the, <laughs> I have one. 
have like the models of a clitoris. Um, they're not going to like explain like a posterior fornix and all the muscles of like how to do anal play. Um, and, or yeah. Um, intimacy coaches can also like work with kink, um, Mm -hmm. and intimacy coaches and pleasure coaches, they work with, um, relationships too, of like, um, like how a relationship can tweak a little bit. So it's working for everybody, um, or how, um, how to get back in the dating pool again. All those things. Okay. Educators, um, basically, uh, we teach everything that um, sex education should have in high school. (laughs) Um, So pretty much everything. Yeah. um, (laughs) So like literally everything about your human body, I can tell you about. (laughs) I know. I love your stuff. (laughs) Um, We can educate specifically on how to um, do like anal play. Um, We can educate specifically on like what toys to use and when Um, we can educate specifically on, um, how to, um, play with your partner. Um, it's a lot of, um, specifics versus polyamory and relationships. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I guess the reason why I asked is because, you know, I, whenever you say that, I think, okay, well, intimacy can be a lot of different things. And so like, what does that mean? in, you know, in your world, what does that mean? Yeah. Intimacy means like uh, tons of things. It means relationships, sex, it means everything. Yeah. (laughs) Because, and, and so kind of like we were talking about once again, I really feel like the two things that we do are very complimentary, um, you know, because Mm -hmm. there, there are big pieces, you know, that you do that I don't do specifically. I mean, Mm -hmm. we kind of end up having to do everything, but it is more about the relationship. Like I would have to research some of the stuff that you just like, oh, all your knowledge and stuff. I would have to what? like go, oh, wait a minute. I have to go look in like that article. Wait, <laughs> I'm no, just, now I'm interested. Like what? I have to go back and look at some of your stuff. Okay. And tell you. but sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I'm writing stuff down and I'm like, oh man, is that the way? Yeah. And then I look it up and I'm like, geez, I did forget that. That is the way, you know, and just the way our body works and everything and, um, and positioning. And you've talked about some wonderful things, like as far as reaching the G spot and not, you know, and all those kind of things, like just, I, I think that, I think that the educational part of it is so important because intimacy is big picture in here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, especially with the G spot, a lot of people don't realize that it's the urethral sponge. And I think that's a lot, it's a big difference between like sex educators and intimacy coaches, like sex educators know that, you know, it's your urethral sponge and it's going to make you feel like you're going to pee. And like, that's a good way to make you squirt. And like (laughs) all all the things, (laughs) all the wonderful things that can go along with that. So, yeah. And I, so it is, I do feel like they're complimentary in so many ways. Okay. I digressed again. I know I got excited about that. No, no, no. It's nothing bad. It's good. It's just so fun to get to talk to you. Like, first of all, I was a little bit like, oh no, what if, oh no, she's so smart. (laughs) But we, I know we all are in our own. I mean, I'm not like, you know, diminishing my stuff, but you like your ability to make it um, comfortable to talk about 
yeah. and exciting to talk about and approachable to talk about and educational. Like I could imagine that your client, your um, clients really benefit from so much of just how you present it. I hope so. <laughs> I think that they do because it is, it's something I'm going to, yeah, I, w- I would go and talk to someone like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I um, hope so. <laughs> I hope they're enjoying themselves. <laughs> next kind of thing I wanted to touch on was platforms. Like what kind of platforms um, do you refer people to? What kind of platforms do you think are healthy? What kind of platforms just for fun? Like I know on TikTok, we have great fun, but there's also a lot of good educational stuff. Um, Yeah, there is. I do refer people to like some um, other um, TikTok creators. Um, They're great. (laughs) I always tell people to like pay for their porn. Um, (laughs) That's really, really important. Um, If they can, you know, a lot of people aren't in can't afford it, which is understandable, but that's how you're going to get like ethically sourced. Ethically, yeah. Um, so I refer people to that platform. <laughs> um, and sometimes FetLife, you know, if they're interested specifically in some types of kinks, um, I say like, it's a great way to explore um, and really like understand like what other people might be into. It's a good way to like find stuff that you don't know about. And then you can Google it and talk to me about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. I've had some clients get lost on there. They're like, oh my goodness, did you know all this stuff was on there? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I know that they all flow and change. And so yeah. one of the things that whenever we were talking um, kind of off mic was about, ref- you know, referring to a kink specialist um, and, and kind of finding, seeking some of that information out or seeking out a sex educator um, or a sex therapist who does, you know, say, hey, we want you to have like ethical porn is important, you know? Yeah, it really is. And like finding um, kicking safely um, and finding like educators that are um, knowledgeable and not Mm -hmm. just like brand new to the scene. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I refer people um, to those (laughs) those creators too. Um, And sometimes even help them find like a good um, reputable kink scene in their area. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we have a, um, we try to really identify some of the local like dungeons and, and um, different fun sites for people to play and those kind of things. Um, and we try to keep that, you know, because I would much prefer that they go to the ones that we know, um, you know, mm-hmm. that are, are healthy. And, you know, as you know, I mean, I know all things, you know, but are healthy. And I know, right. Like, sometimes I say that, and I'm like, you can go anywhere and find unhealthy. So I don't want anybody, you know, thinking I'm saying everything's perfect and rainbows, but it's they're really good ones, you know? Yeah. But it's really, I mean, like, it's surprising how many like dungeons and king scenes are not healthy um, and how quickly somebody can fall into that. Cause it's the only one that they have in their area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so no, people to away from those. I'm like, okay, but this one's a, like two hours away. It's worth it, I promise. <laughs> no, it's good to know that because we do the we do the same thing. We have people on our list, but then sometimes they're not as close, you know. And people ask why, and it's like, well, but we put the ones that we've kind of vetted as as some really, you know, safe, secure places that you know you can play and have fun, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yes. Um, 
Oh, I also refer people to um, good um, sex toy shops. A lot of people don't know that, you know, like, I hate to say it, don't, I hope they're not a sponsor of yours, but like Adam and Eve, um, they, uh, a lot of their things aren't body safe. A lot of things on Amazon, it's not body safe. Um, So finding like a small, um, good (laughs) sex shop is really, really, really important. um, And trying to find, ethically sourced um sex shop is important too um yeah. Yeah. no i think that and i'm not sponsored I'm not sponsored okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i may you know that's kind of the direction that i would like to go but right now learning and putting all this good information out and especially for people who i know in the community you know want to hear about these things from these different people and also just the validation that there are other people that talk about sex. Yeah. It's not it's a not, conversation. Absolutely not. I mean, religion, money, and sex, it's all part of the dinner conversation now, you know, those aren't taboo things to talk about anymore. Um, and it might be like a generational thing, but it also might be the fact that like we have the internet now um, and that people are more inclined to like dive deeper than just talking about their jobs and talking about their family. Um, yeah. It's, it's a normal dinner party conversation to talk about butt plugs or at least it is for me yeah I I I get uh, my wife is so funny she she like her and I have a great relationship but she does not like for me like she doesn't oh my god funny story is she opened up a box thinking it was something and she said oh we got something another and I looked at her and I was like I didn't order that and then I looked in there and I was like oh my god it was like a whole big fish thing full of like condoms all different kinds for my office (laughs) Yeah. she's like never again I'm not gonna open up anything else again That's really funny. <laughs> cute. she's so cute oh my god it's so cute she's like no no I'm not gonna open anything and then whenever toys come because I order them for here so that we can find good toys you know so that my clients can see how they come and what they look like and and all those kind of things you know I order a couple couple things and then bring them up here you know and the that's where they live, but I order them and I send them to my house. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I'm not opening up anything else here. I don't even care. My partner sees a box and it's labeled specifically for me. They like still open it because they're just like, oh, what did you get? <laughs> what toy did you get? Or like, who send what to you? I'm like, oh, you wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and some people are really inquisitive until you start talking specifically with them. And that's you know, that's really and, true. Yeah. And it does get, it kind of hones in on that. Okay. Wait a minute. Like, whoa, like that's a real conversation. <laughs> no, I mean, you probably have the same issue, but it's like, sometimes I'll start to talk about sex and then they'll like deep dive into something. I'm just like, I should be, um, charging you for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that it does happen quite frequently. You know, for me, I can go with it and it's because it's part of it and we do that part, right? Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not like even on the forum sometimes. And I'm like, it makes me sad, you know, because if they oh, can't yeah. even get on the forum, you know, that's confidential, what they want to talk about, you know, and, and there, you know, there's just so much shame incorporated into it, especially I do find with Volvo owners. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I've had a lot of vulva owners, especially recently, that um, have come to me and said that they've never orgasmed in their life. Um, and it's really trying to talk through that of like the specifics of like, you know, like, do you feel like you have like the mechanics that you can, because I promise you, you do. Um, and do you feel like you can harness your own? Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of that. The book that I talked about, Come As You Are, mm -hmm. that's been a great one, except um, in all my in all my um, situations, but especially for cishet relationships. Yeah, it really has been a great one because. You know, that's the traditional, you know. It is the traditional of like somebody else knows more than I do. Mm -hmm. um, it's not my orgasm to have. It's their orgasm to give me. And that's not true in the slightest. You're your owner of your orgasm. <laughs> I'm your orgasm. Yeah. Um, we look up online. Um, some of my assignments, you know, in that book, it does have you look up online and um, different different vulvas and things like that and you know they're like wow some people decorate them and it's been interesting oh, yeah. some of the commentary and I'm like oh yeah they have some cool ones out there are you uh, moving with somebody with a clitoral piercing come on <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting <laughs> anyway yes so I think that in that exploration in the um in the come as you are book it is a good introduction to okay wait a minute like there's literally books out here about what I'm even nervous about talking about and mm -hmm. then starting to engage with their own body. Yeah. And it's, it's so incredible. Like it's so incredible. Um, and I love to get to see them explore that. And, you know, yeah. you know talk about like, like masturbation too, especially with vulva owners. Um, it's really mm -hmm. interesting to kind of like just stop having that shame, you know, like it's your, it's your clitoris. Like you can touch it. You can yep. even touch it during sex. It's okay. Like a promise. Your <laughs> 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 vibrator isn't going to offend anybody. <laughs> well, I know that I could talk for hours with you and I cannot even tell you how much I've appreciated you, you being on here. Um, I, I truly do respect your work and I truly do respect, um, um, the way that you approach conversations and the way that you get messages and information across and your accuracy in that. Thank you um, so much. You're very welcome. It, it is meant sincerely. Is there anything that like, I know we kind of, I'm sorry. I knew this conversation was going to be fun. And I was just like, <laughs> was there anything that we didn't mention though, that you would love to, um, to add on? I think we hit most of it. I mean, my biggest thing is, you know, like you are your owner of your own orgasm. Like you don't have to be your type. You're probably somebody else's and that's okay. Um, and, you know, like if you need help, like seek it out. And that doesn't have to just be with me. <laughs> um, it, it's okay to seek out help if you're having some issues. Um, and everybody has sexual issues sometimes. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. The lifelong journey. <laughs> it, is, it is. And it changes through age. It changes through, you know, life circumstances. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so true. So true. Thank you so much. And Thank I do so much for having you. me. You're very welcome. It was my honor. Um, if, to everybody, remember that you can claim today and you can take care of yourself and you can answer questions um, and ask questions and generate good thoughts about sex. Thank you.